Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. The Gospel reading for today is probably one of the most confounding in all of the Bible. This one story is one which people really struggle with. There's an old saying, where you stumble, that's where you dig for treasure. And it applies here. The parable for this weekend really bugs us. Well, that's exactly where we should precisely dig in. Now we read from the 20th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, dealing with workers hired at different points of the day by a vineyard owner. Some are hired at the very beginning of the morning. Others are hired at noon, others at three, others at the end of the day. Then the moment comes to pay them, and the vineyard owner pays those who have worked for only an hour, pays them the full day's wage. So the people who are hired early in the day think this is great. They're going to get a lot more but they get exactly the same amount. So next, they begin to complain and grumble. This is unfair. And the owner says, you're just jealous because I'm generous. Well, we say to ourselves, well, yes, that's true, but we can sympathize with those workers that have worked the full day. I think they deserved more. Well, let me propose a few stories that will help us see the big picture, spiritually speaking. Help us to really understand what Jesus is trying to teach us. Now, first and foremost, this story is intentional. It's intentionally meant to bug us. Realize, everything that Jesus does and says is always very unintentional. Well, this is precisely in this story. Now, suppose there is a house that caught on fire. And there are two young sons living at the home, maybe teenagers. Immediately, these two brothers, they get to work on the fire. Now, there's a third brother who had left for work earlier. And he gets to work, and as soon as he gets there, the the two brothers call him and tell him about the fire. And he says to them, he can get there as soon as he can. Well, a while later, he gets back to home. And he starts working with the other younger brothers to save the house. Now there's a fourth brother who's older. He's on a business trip out of town. He's contacted also by the brothers. And they tell him that the house is on fire. So essentially he cancels his meeting and he rushes back to town. He comes back home toward the later part of the day. And he gets there, and by now, the firefighters are fully involved, and everyone is working in order to save the house. The things seem under control. Well, the older brother now joins in his other three brothers in trying to save the house. Finally, the fire is out, and the house is saved. 
Now imagine the four brothers sitting around, exhausted, dirty, and sweaty. But all four brothers are overjoyed that their beloved family home is saved and no one has been hurt or injured. Can you imagine for a second the two younger brothers saying, well, this is really bugging me. You know, we spent the whole day working to save this house and you two guys, you come in here at the last minute. Now, we think we deserve more credit. Now, when you think about that, you would say, well, that's absolutely ridiculous. That's an insane statement to make. Who would be worrying about who takes credit for what? Instead, all four brothers are overjoyed that their beautiful home has been saved. And see, there is the point. This is what Jesus is trying to teach us. The point here is that the mission has a way of concentrating or focusing the mind. The mission has a way of focusing our attention on what really matters. When we're in the battle, all those trivialities fall aside as far as who deserves more credit. Now, I'll give you another story. A story to help you understand the message again. There's a little boy, say maybe about four or five years old. He and his parents are at a large family gathering at their grandma's house. Everyone is enjoying themselves, visiting. Well, in the midst of all this, the little boy wanders off. Suddenly, the parents notice the boy isn't around. So the parents immediately start looking for him. Later on in the day, his cousins, as well as his aunts and his uncles, join in on the search. Everyone now is in panic. Now it happens, two teenage girls who lived in the neighborhood were walking by and they saw this little boy all alone on a street corner. Now they knew who he was. He, they knew he was the grandson of an elderly woman living in the neighborhood. So the two girls took the little boy by the hand and they walked him back, back to his grandma's home. Now, when the family saw the little boy coming with these two teenage girls, everyone was overjoyed. The family was so thrilled and happy that these teenage girls brought this little boy home that they had a celebration on their behalf. Now, can you imagine the parents of the little boy saying, well, this isn't fair. You know, we spent most of the day looking for the boy. These girls just by chance stumbled upon the boy. They're getting all the credit. That's unfair. Why isn't anyone giving us a party? Again, we see how ridiculous that is. In fact, everyone was so overjoyed that the potential tragedy had been averted. Nobody cares about who gets credit. Who cares? Because the mission served to focus their minds on finding the boy. Again, think of those four brothers about after the fire. They didn't care who gets credit putting the fire out. Instead, what really matters is that the fire is out and the house was saved. See, that's what Jesus is trying to teach us. The mission and the urgency of the moment has a way of focusing the mind. Spiritually speaking, the devil loves playing these games. The enemy of the human race, he loves this distraction from what really matters. He loves to get us preoccupied with trivia. Just think for a second. 
How much time do we spend on spiritual trivia? How much time do we waste fussing about things that don't matter at all? Like, who gets more credit? Who is at the front of the line? Rather, we have been given a stunning privilege of contributing to the mission of Jesus as well as the church. Again, go back to the gospel story. The workers are hired at different times of the day. We shouldn't see it as a terrible burden to work all the day, but rather it is a tremendous opportunity to contribute to a greater good. If someone comes toward the end of the day and only works an hour, why should we complain about that? Why would this bother us? And see, that's the key. We are about the mission of Jesus and the church. So that being the case, we should encourage each other. Let's be grateful for this great opportunity we all have to contribute to the success of the mission of the church. And so it begs the question, how much time do we waste thinking about trivial things? Who has more money? Well, who cares? Spiritually speaking, who cares and why does that matter? Or titles? Who has a better or more profound title? Again, who cares? Just look at our King, Jesus Christ. What title did he have? What honor and privilege did he have? Think of him on the cross. How was he honored? You know, how much money did he have on the cross? What title did he have? See, the cross clarifies what we are all about, doing the work of Jesus and the church. Let's stop allowing the devil to distract us from what really matters. We have to realize we have a very serious problem in our church. The rise of the nuns. That's the N-O-N-E-S. The rise of those who say, I have no religion. Especially the young people who are running away from our faith. Talk about a house on fire or a kid who got lost. We have a serious problem on our hands. The important thing is to be not distracted from the task or the mission. To get us all worked up about ourselves and who's number one. Well, who cares who number one is? We are all being called for a mission. The mission of Jesus Christ and the church. And the mission has a way of concentrating the mind. Concentrating our energies spiritually. Stop worrying about Who worked harder than who? Or who deserves more credit? Who cares? We can't allow ourselves to be distracted from the one thing that matters. And that's the privilege to working on the mission. The mission of Jesus Christ and the church. One last thing to think about. Go to the first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. And notice what God is telling us. The exact same message. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways your ways, says the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. And see, again, that's the same message that Jesus is trying to teach us in the gospel. The point here is that the mission has a way of concentrating or focusing the mind. The mission has a way of focusing our attention on what really matters, which is engaging the mission of Jesus Christ and our church. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ 
rest upon you always.